When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Writing to Get Business podcast, where you'll get tips to expand your writing skills. Every week, you'll hear tips and strategies to support your writing. Pat Iyer is your show hostess, a ghostwriter, editor, and author who has written 48 books. Sit back, relax, and listen. Here's your hostess, Pat Iyer. And this is Writing to Get Business podcast. And the focus of our show is to speak with people who have written books that have helped them in their businesses. And of course, along the way, helped lots of people who read the books. I have with me today Al Kushner, who is a financial educational specialist, a speaker, an author, and a retirement specialist. And he established Superior Mutual Incorporated. Welcome to the show. Oh, glad to be here. Thank you. What we want to talk to you today about, Al, is the book that you wrote and how that fits within your business. So first of all, let's focus on the topic of the book. Well, the topic, uh, the name of the book is called The Savvy Guide to uh, Burial Insurance. Uh, and um, I wrote this book uh, last year uh, during a time uh, where uh, everything was changing in the world. Uh, the pandemic was just uh, becoming uh, more prevalent, and I was finding it a bit challenging, like most people, to do things that we're normally used to do, which means meeting with people, family, friends, uh, clients. Uh, and um, everything stopped, I think, as of last March uh, to actually do anything. So I, I took the time to um, reflect on, you know, what I was doing and, and how this particular uh, event uh, may be helpful for a book. And I decided to, to write my book uh, during the pandemic. And uh, it was very timely. In fact, uh, when I released the book, which was in January, the uh, death toll in the U.S. was over 500,000 due to COVID. So I realized the timing was really um, perfect uh, for the release. Unfortunately, of course, uh, not not to celebrate anything, but to help uh, educate and inform people who really were unexpectedly met with bills for funeral expenses that they couldn't uh, uh, couldn't uh, pay uh, because uh, they weren't prepared. So I think it's about uh, preparing oneself for the inevitable. And sometimes it may come sooner than you think. So that's why I, I felt this book was uh, uh, something that people needed to understand and, and help become informed uh, to make uh, decisions that won't um, put them uh, in debt uh, to a loved one uh, when the time comes. So yeah, this was uh, something that was important. 
I know that some of our listeners may have gone through the experience of going to a funeral home and sat down with the funeral director and looked at the costs associated with a burial or a cremation. It never comes at a time that it feels like it's a comfortable conversation. I've been through it with my father, with my mother, with my brother. For those who have not gone through the experience, can you give our listener or our viewer what to expect when they walk into a funeral home and sit down with the director and that director's got this long sheet. I remember it was like eight and a half by 14 inches long showing all of the options. What's that process like? Well, um, I would say what's the term they use? Sticker shock. Um, People don't realize exactly some of the costs involved. Uh, It's not just a coffin and a plot. I mean, there are flower arrangements. There are a whole host of things. And and it depends on how many people are expected at the funeral. If it is going to be a funeral or it's going to be a a cremation, you know, it really, we don't really know because it's just depending on circumstances. But I would say that you're looking at costs depending on where you are, anywhere from 15,000 to 30,000 average, uh, maybe more, depending on how how big your funeral is going to be, how many attendees, your catered event. I mean, there there are a number of factors involved. So these things that need to be addressed prior to that happening. And, uh, and also where it's going to be taking place. So that's why it's important to really kind of say, you know, where, where do I want to be buried? What funeral home? So you need to do research before that happens. That's something that people don't do. And they don't want to do, I guess, for whatever reasons. But uh, you gotta, you gotta plan this. This is not something that, um, especially when you have uh, loved ones who may not be in the financial position to pay for these things, and they're going to be, you know, taking out uh, loans on their house or mortgages or credit cards, or worst case, they start a GoFundMe page, and they think that's through that. The government is not going to pay for this. You know, they think that the government's taking and they're going to go ahead and cover the cost. That's not the case. Uh, and you really need to know that. And, and then once you do, then you can make the preparations before things happen. So you don't have to be, you know, uh, in a situation where your, your loved ones are you know, stuck with a bill that they can't afford to pay. When you talk about using credit cards, my immediate instinct is to recoil from the idea because I know how much interest credit card companies charge if you miss a payment. It seems to me, Al, that that could mount up to be an enormous amount of debt pretty quickly. Is that what is happening with what you've seen? Well, yeah, I mean, instinctively, that's where people may go uh, and assuming they haven't maxed out their credit cards to begin with. So if they, I mean, if they have done that, now, there are, you know, of course, uh, payment plans with funeral homes that may work with you. But, of course, um, they need to know they have whatever assets that they can attach those to if you don't make the payment. So those are things need to be addressed uh, before you even you know, move forward with that. Uh, if you're going to go that route or look for other maybe more affordable options like a cremation. Uh, so that's something that uh, are things to uh, consider when uh, planning uh, for any type of uh, expense of this uh, caliber. So you really need to 
really need to evaluate that beforehand. You know, I remember when my stepfather was cremated, there was still a coffin that had to be purchased for the viewing. And then he was cremated. So it seems like there was savings in terms of a burial plot, but that was the only thing that I could identify that didn't have to be purchased as part of that procedure. Am I missing something in terms of how cremations would be less expensive? Well, um, I guess it all, all depends on where the individual is located. Uh, like some major cities may be more expensive than other areas. So I think there are websites you can go to or um, uh, associations that may uh, you may refer to in terms of what the cost would be. But um, it could range anywhere from 1500 to 3000 is best that I, I know of. So... Um, uh, again, that's something you need to um, decide if you want to go that route. Some people uh, don't want cremations. I know in, uh, in Jewish religion, that's against the religion. Uh, so that's something that needs to be decided uh, you know, beforehand um, how best to um, uh, take care of one's remains. Mm-hmm. Can you give our listener or our viewer your sense of how the COVID pandemic has affected the funeral home industry? Well, I would imagine um, the funeral homes are probably seeing um, uh, such an overwhelming demand for their business uh, that they are probably, uh, you know, uh, I guess you might say, uh, well, well, but, you know, I would say business is booming. I mean, that's to say the least, they're not suffering. Um, and I think that uh, they are providing a service uh, for loved ones who uh, are able to cover those expenses. And there are options you can choose in terms of what homes are available or websites that you can look at and, and understand what the prices are before going in there. But they are, uh, are, are sources um, that help uh, loved ones in the grieving process to take care of things that uh, need to be done uh, so that um, the remains are, in effect, um, you know, covered for those, uh, for those expenses. But I would say that uh, as a result of uh, COVID and the pandemic, uh, I don't see uh, that uh, stopping anytime soon. I think uh, funeral homes are going to be part of uh, our way of doing uh, things, uh, and uh, as it always been, but obviously even more so. Uh, so I think one needs to really take a look at what uh, is expected cost-wise and look at alternative uh, financing that will help to offset the cost, which is why I wrote the book on how to uh, get uh, affordable burial insurance before that happens. So that's why I'm here to talk about that. Give us a sense of the process that you followed in writing your book. The process, um, well, it was uh, research. Uh, I looked at uh, options that uh, funeral homes have offered uh, and did a chapter comparing that uh, uh, plans, prepayment plans versus uh, insurance uh, coverage. 
I looked at uh, the basic uh, health conditions that individuals have because not everyone qualifies for coverage. And sometimes there can be issues where someone can be uh, either rated or declined. So my book uh, addresses those issues based on the health condition of the individual. Also, how soon they can uh, get coverage. And a lot of times we can cover someone uh, within 30 minutes or less. Uh, there is no exam needed. Some people believe that they need to get examined and someone will come to the home. And that's not the case here. It all can be done online. And uh, it's very easy to do. It all depends on uh, how... Uh, how good your health is and your age obviously will, will be determining factors of what the uh, premiums will be for uh, a policy itself. So those are some of the things that I talk about in the book, as well as what to look for uh, in the companies uh, that are available, uh, whether you want to work with uh, directly with an insurance company individually, uh, like with an agent representative, or work with an independent broker like myself who shops around and gets uh, the best uh, coverage uh, for the lowest cost based on your health condition. So these are things that I address in the book and help uh, people make informed decisions. That's really what I wrote it to, to be about. You know, I didn't realize that there were insurance policies available. I'm curious about the premiums if let's say a funeral would cost $15,000, are there situations where a person buys a policy and then lives a long life and the premiums end up costing more than it would have cost to pay outright for the funeral expenses? No, actually what's great about these policies is that the rate is locked in based on your current age. So that won't change. So, for example, if someone who's 60 years old and takes out a policy will be less expensive than someone who takes it out at age 70. So, obviously, the, uh, the younger you are, the more affordable uh, coverage is available. And also based on your health condition, too. But it will always be less expensive. And what's great about it is that it pays usually from day one. So, if something happens six months from now and you have a policy, they will pay out uh, to the beneficiary upon your demise the full face amount. So again, it all depends on the, uh, the company uh, that you apply with and what they, uh, what they provide as far as benefits are concerned. There are situations where they'll cover for things like living benefits. So for example, someone is terminally ill and may need to access those funds uh, before uh, they will have an option of able to, to get access to those funds to pay for whatever expenses that are needed prior to uh, they're uh, passing away. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there are options that are very uh, unique to insurance. And what's great about these policies is that it'll pay to the beneficiary you designate. Sometimes uh, people designate um, uh, charity, charities, for example, uh, and they benefited greatly as a result of, of their generosity. So um, usually they may do partially for the funeral and whatever's left over towards their favorite charity. They can do it that way as well. You mentioned that you started writing this book in 2020. It was released in January of 2021. When you wrote the book, how did you envision this fitting within your business? Well, um, I felt that 
this book uh, would be a great resource to a lot of my uh, clients and uh, potential clients. So uh, this was something that was an educational book where they can decide for themselves as far as if this is direction they want to take. It's a, it's a subject that's very challenging. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. Uh, and I've had my fair share of individuals who even refuse to even review it uh, because they're superstitious or whatever, or they don't want to hear about it. But I think that uh, thanks to the media, it has brought a lot of attention to the fact that what is happening with the industry and how people are coping with it. And I've seen a lot of families devastated result as a result of the cost involved. And I felt that I was doing something that was important for society because if someone you know takes out an insurance policy and it, and it saves them thousands, um, then that's a good thing in a way because then you know the the legacy they leave behind is not uh, a bill. Uh, it's memories and and something that they've taken care of their loved ones in that respect, so they don't have to be feeling, um, you know, that they didn't do the best that they could. And people need to understand that, that this is something that is guaranteed you're going to die. And the question is, is when and what you're going to leave behind. Those who may not have family members and they don't care, or others who love their grandchildren and want to see that they have, you know, taken care of their needs. Uh, Everyone is different individually. But uh, the fact is, is that you're not immortal. And the pandemic, if anything, is indicator that this can happen to anyone in any age. And that's really where you need to really address the fact that you have to plan in advance. Just like when you meet with an attorney and you have a will drawn up, or you have a power of attorney, or a living will. You need to understand that that at these times, these challenging times, you need to really say what is in the best interest of your family. Do you want to just go ahead and wing it till the end? You know, that's not the case. There are many cases you go on um, GoFundMe pages, you can see thousands of individuals who are trying to raise funds for funerals. And most of them don't get any type of uh, funding at all. In fact, I would say at least 98% of them. So that's not an option. You know, you really need to say enough is enough. I need to address this issue now. What do I do? What's the next step? The next step is to educate yourself, read the book, learn from what's available. Uh, And then if you want to move forward, reach out, look for an independent agent or reach out to myself, my, my staff. We're here to help. Hi, I'm Lindley Baker, and I just finished writing my first book. In fact, yesterday I uploaded it to Amazon, so it's brand new. My editor was Pat Iyer. I chose her from many choices. I had a book writing course, and she was one of the guests that we had by Zoom, and she was my favorite of all of them. So I wanted her to be my editor. She has hundreds of books that she's edited. She has over 50 books she's written. And that gave me confidence in my very first book that if Pat thought the book was okay, then I'm okay to share it with the world. And otherwise I didn't have confidence. 
Working with her was great. She had really good feedback. Sometimes her feedback, I didn't understand. For example, I had this one word I used that I used a lot and I thought it was really cool. And then she said, you don't want to use that word at all. And I, so I had to ask her, well, why, why, why shouldn't I use that word? And rather than just going my own way, I thought I, I'm paying Pat to teach me about writing. And so once I asked her about that, then I understood more about the history of that word and how I should use it. So my book was better as a result. And Pat helped me all the way through the process, including yesterday getting the book properly uploaded to Amazon. And so just having an expert, someone experienced was really, really helpful. And I'm happy I chose Pat Iyer as my editor. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Check out Pat Iyer's resources for writers at writingtogetbusiness.com. That is W-R-I-T-I-N-G-T-O-G-E-T-B-U-S-I-N-E-S-S dot com. Coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs work with Pat so they can get more business by writing and sharing their expertise. Check out Pat's resources on writingtogetbusiness.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.